This episode of Living in Las Vegas is brought to you by Mitch Fulfer of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, selling homes all across the valley. Hey, on today's Living in Las Vegas, we're at G2E, the Global Gaming Expo. This is the largest gaming convention in the entire world. This is where all the folks who manufacture games for casinos come and show their wares. So we're going to find out what's hot in 2019. Should be pretty cool. It's Living in Las Vegas podcast. Let's get started. Living in Las Vegas starts now. Yes, it does. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome from Las Vegas, Nevada, that groovy little podcast that gives you a true first-person look into what it's like to call Sin City your home, the Living in Las Vegas yeah, podcast. Here we go now. In sunny, good morning. Look out. Sorry about that. And now your host is a man who clearly needs some kind of introduction, otherwise you wouldn't know who he was. The singer brother, Scott. Mr. Scott Whitney. Welcome, everybody, to the Living in Las Vegas podcast here on the Vegas Video Network. Well, thank you so much. Congratulations, because you're watching or listening to the longest-running podcast about Vegas that actually originates here in Vegas. So whether you're a tourist or a local, I want you to think of this show as your own secret handshake to all things cool and groovy. Now, our free show is live on the first and third Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock Pacific Time, PM, at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Again, VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Come on over. Check out the live chat. Have some fun with us. We're good people. There's some live chatters hanging out right there. It's all good. And a couple of little bonusy things for those who do watch the live show. We normally get started a little early. Actually, Today we got started a little late because we have a shitload of videos to show you guys. Um, but you get to watch us kind of putting the sausage together. And then afterwards, once the show is done, we do a little Vegas Video Network 2.0, kind of after dark, where we talk about things that we didn't want to have on the record. I'm your host, Scott Whitney. Konnichiwa, buenas noches. How you doing, hot stuff? I'm the founder of the Vegas Video Network. So on behalf of all the shows here in our lineup, uh, thank you for checking us out. And on behalf of this groovy little podcast, thanks for playing along as well. All right, let's get this potter started, shall we? No wasting time. We're getting into it. So, as I mentioned in the tease at the beginning of the show, we're going to be talking about the newest games at the Global Gaming Expo. It's called G2E. So, what is that? So, every year... All the gaming companies around the world. And these are the companies whose job is to build casino games. So the slot machines and, and the table games as well. They all come to Las Vegas, usually the first week or so of October, uh, to show what they've got. Um, they have another one like this called Ice in London, and that's usually in the beginning of the year. But this is the big kahuna. Basically, everybody who's in gaming comes to Vegas first of October, or first of uh, yeah October to talk about what they've got and to show their stuff off. So um, last year I did the same thing. This year I came in as press and had a chance to kind of roam around and, and look for stuff. Now this is a couple things that are kind of interesting about this. First, I'm not sure 
I'm the guy to uh, be impressed by this stuff. As most of you guys know who've watched the show or listened to the show, I am not a big gambler. As a matter of fact, uh, since moving here in 2005, I haven't gambled once until just recently I found a show or a, a game which I found on the floor at G2E that I'll show you that actually got me to, to play. But overall, I'm not that impressed with this kind of stuff. So um, a lot of what I saw there was just new cabinets, which are, you know, the things that they put the games in. And in that world, in the gaming world, that's a big deal to them. But for someone like me, that doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the new cabinets um, that are out there. Now, as press, when we got our, our credentials, they said there's no filming allowed <laughs> and there's no photos allowed, which is ridiculous because uh, what else are we going to do there? I said, if you want to have filming or you want to do any kind of recording or any kind of photos, you have to have a PR person follow you around or escort you. Sounds great. So I went into the, the media room and I said, hi, I'm Scott Whitney with the Vegas Video Network. I'll take my badge and, and I'm going to be shooting some stuff. And I had brought, you know, my little uh, GoPro at the time. And I uh, said, hey, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around and grab some stuff. So, you know, assign me a PR guy and let's go. Uh, I'm going to be here for probably a couple hours. <laughs> so uh, you might guess that the PR people are like, oh, Christ. I got to walk around with this guy for two hours, which doesn't sound like a lot of fun, uh, unless you're married to me, and then it sounds like a lot of fun. But so they assigned me to a guy, and we headed out. And it was, it was nice that he said, you know, I'll show you a couple of the, the important things. And, and then we both kind of agreed that it probably wasn't necessary uh, for him to follow me around, and that it wouldn't be a problem if he didn't. Come to find out, at one point, it could have been a problem. I got around it, but uh, we'll talk about that probably a little bit later in the show. So lots of video I'm going to be showing you guys and talking about what I saw. So if you're listening to the show, uh, this is a great example where you should probably check it out over on YouTube or a video version of the podcast or Roku and, uh, and watch because it's probably not going to translate as well if all you're doing is listening to the show. All right, so let's head on in. The very first thing I saw is something that I became aware of uh, last year and actually probably the year uh, before from a company called IGT. Uh, these are the guys, these are the, the largest gaming company out there. So they do Wheel of Fortune, for example. So <laughs> when I first went in there, I had the PR guy with me, so I was safe. And I took out my GroPo and I was shooting this particular game and watched all the cool things happen. And I realized later after the, the PR guy left that I actually did not record a video, but I took a picture of it. So I went back um, after I was done roaming around and took a vi this video that you're about to see. It's super short because the second time I got there, a sales guy came up and you'll probably hear it that said, no one's allowed to take video. And I said to them, wait a minute, I was here an hour ago and I took video and I, and he's like, yeah, well, you can't do it now. I'm like, well, okay. So let me show you what this is about and kind of tell you what's happening. So this is their 4D games, four dimensional games. And this is what it looks like. And what's, what I really like about this, now this is a little difficult to see by looking at the screen right here, but when you first sit down, everything you see on this Ghostbusters 4D, it feels 4D. Now, to be quite frank, it's a little distracting at the beginning. It, it feels a little weird. 
and it takes some getting used to. But once you your eyes get used to the 4D-ness, which is pretty significant, it works pretty well. But the 4D, besides being 3D, having depth, there's also, you can now feel it. So if you watch my hand, you'll notice that there's a light following it. I'm gonna pull it back and do it again. You'll see this light following my fingers. And you can also look, if you carefully check it out, you'll see like a, uh, a trace behind me. So besides that, what's really interesting is you can feel it. So when you stick your finger towards the game and start moving it around, your finger feels a vibration. Now, I'm not quite sure how that does, how it does that, and whether it's going to be messing with your pacemaker or not. But it's pretty cool to be able to go across the screen and see that light move as you're moving your finger and feel this kind of deal going on. So they did this uh, last year as well. Um, and this year, the depth of the 3D part seems deeper. So I really dig that look. Now, if I move forward a little bit else, now IGT has a bunch of little different kinds of stuff. They have partnerships and what, and this, what I'm about to show you, I, I really thought was kind of neat. Now this is about sports books and I, I don't do sports book stuff. To me, it's kind of intimidating and spooky. I could see how this would be significantly less intimidating. And I believe one of the big vibes going on with gaming is to make things less intimidating so that you don't feel like you're being an ass about that. There's a couple things here that I'm going to show you that that I wouldn't be nervous about playing. This is one of them. So this is about at a sport book and they're creating these little areas for you that really allow you to do a lot of pretty cool betting. We have I'll show you. Um, VIP type experience. The hardware, we have a light here. So you can have your racing forms, newspapers, whatever here. Um, all spread out. We have a charge port for mobile devices, headset, so you can hear the game over the noise of the area. Um, here we have horse racing, in-game, and traditional sports betting. So you can see you have a variety of games that you can bet without having to go back up or go down. And, and you can, so you just click on it like you're seeing her do, and you can decide what game you want to bet on or what game you want to watch. Currently, just go in, select your bet type. Select your league. So she's going in right now and picking the league, the game, and moving forward just without having to wager. get up. Set your bet amount. So there she picked her wager, her bet amount. And then submit your bet. You get and a confirmation boom. screen. Is this what you want? Yes. Ticket prints out. Is that there? Okay. Yeah. We have those disabled right now. Right. Yeah. So the other thing is you also have in-play wagering. So. so have you guys heard of in-play wagering before? I didn't, uh, while you're watching the game in the sports book, so that's what you're about to see here. So the game is going on, and as a new play is about to start, it may say, is this going to be a run or a pass? And then you can bet on that in real time. Right now we have an offer of, is there going to be a kick return? Yeah, so there's going to be a kick return is, is what you, do you want to bet on whether or not there's going to be a kick when return? you initially sit down, you set your bet amount, and it stays that way until you cash out or until uh, you change it to something else. The reason for that is that with in-play wagering, sometimes we only have a few seconds to make a wager. We want that to be very quick. So what you're saying in there is when you first sit down, you, you pick a wager, let's say $5, and it stays that way so that when you're making these quick bets, 
it allows you to do it with, you know, a couple seconds to go here. It's pretty I'm neat. Pretty just neat. Go in. I know already what I'm going to bet. That's what I want my tickets out. Nice. A couple seconds. Um, we also have a lines display here. You can switch between the different leagues. If you see something down here that you're interested in, you can hit it. It's going to pull it up over here. So you say I could be watching or be checking the game, the other games, and I can click on that, and then those games come up, those numbers come up, and I can bet on that game as well. Even if you're in full screen, watching and then here you can see she just went full screen with the game itself. What are these floating? This is the top 10 wagers that are um, oh, being okay. made right now. Yeah, so those are the top 10 wagers going on at any given point. So you can then click on one of those guys and bring up that information to, to bet as well. up here to you. You can also hit on that, and it's going to take you just like that one over here, straight to that wager. Very cool. When are these going to hit the floor? Um, you know, that's a question actually for one of these IGT folks. We are um, going into... Uh, so I asked her, when are these going to be available? And she didn't know. I've seen booths that look kind of like that in sports books, but I don't think they have the same functionality uh, that I see there. So sports betting like that, I've never done it. Um, it does seem a little, I, I still to this day don't quite understand lines and all that stuff, totals and shit. Uh, this is the kind of thing where I could see hanging out and you know, feeling like I could play a place a bet without having to go up and talk to anybody or screw around. So I think that's a pretty smart uh, way of inviting newbies for me uh, to do it. But clearly, you know, the idea of betting on the next play, that's for somebody who's a pretty aggressive better. And, uh, and I, I kind of like what's going on there. All right. Um, the next thing you're going to see is uh, the first of many games that are now using projection or uh, screens at the bottom of the game. This is kind of a, a cool trend. The first one you're going to see is roulette. So you can see that's a real spinning uh, uh, roulette wheel. And the ball going around is also real. But what you're seeing is video in the middle that looks like kind of like a space thing. And then there's a video tracer behind the ball. Really? visually attractive and the same thing this is doing one of the things that I've talked about which is you don't have to interact with the dealer or whatever they call the person who does roulette um, I can just sit down at these individual uh, stations and you can see it now in the in the in the video and I don't have to interact with anybody I can just go in there at my own pace there I am picking a bunch of, of numbers and I don't have to feel intimidated. I don't have to worry about making a mistake. This is a, a pretty no smart way of doing it. Here we go, no more bets. The ball will come flying out of there. There it goes. And you can see it's spinning around, spinning around. And that's pretty clever with that video tracing a, a live or a real ball. But again, in, a, in an environment where we're all, they're all competing for your visual interest, I think this is a smart play. I think it's a smart play that I don't have to talk to anybody to work there as well. Very, very cool. So I could see playing that myself, somebody who doesn't really play. I, I get that. I can see why that might make sense. All right. This next one is craps. Now, I would argue craps is 
for me, easily one of the most intimidating games to play. You got to deal with other people. You got to figure out how to bet on the, the common, the red. And the, I don't even, I couldn't even begin to tell you how that game is played. This is the first one that really has that whole bottom part, that whole felt part with all the numbers and stuff on it has been completely replaced with a giant TV that's projecting up. And then you'll see individual screens for each player. Look at that. That's just fantastic. Got advertising on the side. Pretty clever. So you still have the, what do you call it, the shoe person or whatever. She's still using that stick, sending the dice to the person. The thrower, I guess, whatever it's called. You can see that person there is betting. So no more of that leaning over and dropping your, your chips on the, on the table, which is intimidating for some people. You see me, I'm betting on who knows what the hell I'm betting on. So no more bets. That information is passed along, and now the person will throw out the dice. He throws the dice. And it tells you what the, what the dice throw was. And you can see it's a six. Double threes, and then whoever bet on that, boom, gets it done. Really, <laughs> really cool, man. So I don't know. I mean, you guys in the live chat, I think that's cool as shit. Um, I, I stopped. I actually probably watched that game for probably five, ten minutes just because, well, I'd never seen anything like that. I could see how that would invite other people to play. And it was just kind of fun to watch as well. So I thought that was very, very clever. All right. This next one is a blackjack table and uh, automatic configuration of the table itself. So again, they've removed the felt. And now so this is interesting. So Ted is saying that he wouldn't want to do that. He prefers uh, the tossing of the chips themselves. And I kind of get that. I think that, yeah. And so the handling of the chips, I get it. Um, I think for someone like myself, I'm not sure I would be comfortable in doing, actually, I know I'm not comfortable. I've never done it. Um, that leaning in on the craps table, that's not something that I'm comfortable in doing. Um, but I am comfortable in kind of, you know, talking to my friend, okay, now do I push this button or this button? What the fuck? I could see myself doing that. So that's interesting. Um, now, we got somebody else in the live chat who kind of likes it. Let me see what else. What's Pop saying? Live roulette with limits as low as, uh, yeah, okay, uh, claim. Okay. So let's take a look at the next one. So now I've got a blackjack table. Same thing. The felt has been removed. This is still using real chips. That's but you can cool. see here, I can change the configuration of the table. So the number of players can change. There was seven. Now I've just got two players. I'm sure they could change. You can see there, by the way, where it says pays three to two. We all know that most tables. Or maybe go a little bit farther here. Hold on. Yeah, so you could see that if they wanted to, they could change the pay uh, in real time here. I think that's kind of neat. Plus, I like that they have all the, the scoring information there, what it takes to get, you know, how many points. Actually, those are the odds down at the bottom there. Very cool. So clearly, the concept of bringing video into the games beyond just the slot machine is the big thing that's happening at, uh, at G2E. And I like it. I think 
Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Now, back in the live chat, Ted is again saying that he does agree that these kind of games are good for entry-level folks. Fantastic. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, I, I can see myself playing that. I can, absolutely. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of gambling, mainly because I know how it works, and uh, you don't build those pretty buildings because people are winning. You build it because people are losing. Um, but eh, I can see maybe dropping 20 here and there just because it's kind of fun uh, and a bit gamified actually which is a thing it's a big thing in training right now in education is to gamify things to put games in it well this pulls it away and makes it very video gamish so i think it's a pretty smart move okay what's next here oh so this is just a shot of uh what i thought was kind of a nicely done wide display i know i think that you're going to see this you probably have already seen this before i just thought it looked good the way that the top that mountain wrapped around the three different players um, and it was thematic but if you go into a bonus it, it would then affect your tower screen above it I just like the way that one looked I don't think it's anything special but I just kind of thought it was neat all right um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was this comment I made I was about I don't know a quarter of the way maybe that's no, probably not true maybe a third of the way through I had jumped by a number of the big gaming guys. So, you know, there's hundreds of, of people playing or at this show, but there's a half a dozen of big gaming guys. And uh, I was shocked at the response I got when asking them a simple question. What's interesting about this is how many people I ask, what's their best game? And they really don't know. I'm pretty shocked by that. I've talked to folks who are directors of marketing, and this is an opportunity to show off your wares. Now, I've been in a couple booths where they showed me some really cool stuff, but I get, I think, you know, I think a little bit of it has to do with the burnout associated with doing trade shows. All these guys are like, well, that's a nice cabinet, and that's our newest cabinet. Okay, crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and my take on that is I thought about it some more and I talked to more people. And I just watched people there. For those of you who have done trade shows, you know that they are a lot of work. It's, you know, it's very pretty. The lights are neat. Looking at new stuff is fun for those of us who are attending. But trade shows are a grind. Uh, if you're working in that booth, standing for eight to ten hours a day, three days in a row, you know, that's, you're working. And, uh, and this particular show is the pinnacle of getting your customer to show up. So I know, for example, that a lot of these companies have customers showing up weeks before, up to two weeks before G2E. They're here in Las Vegas because a lot of the headquarters for some of these game makers are here in Vegas doing uh, meetings ahead of time in hopes of closing big deals. So from a stress perspective, if you're a sales guy, you're feeling it. And as is normal for these kind of shows, if you're a sales guy, you're going to be on the floor. But you're not really thinking about these guys who are walking up onesie twosie. You're trying to figure out how I'm going to close that 50, that 100 game deal over in Poughkeepsie. So I talked to and I ran into a lot of sales guys. And quite frankly, they didn't give two shits about, you know, this little guy running around trying to get information for his, his show. They were, I'm assuming, concerned about whether they're going to close this deal or not. However, I also did talk to people who should have known better. 
um, who were in the marketing world, directors of marketing, and they, um, they couldn't tell me. I mean, the question I asked was, if you were me and you wanted to show off the best game you had, which game should I look at? Man, that's a great question to ask. And it is a softball. <laughs> I'm basically saying to you, hey, I want to show your best stuff. <clears throat> Point me to it. And I had two or three people go, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> what? You don't really know. You're, it says you're the marketing director. You, you're on a show that's supposed to show me your best stuff. How can you possibly not know? I just thought it was insane. All right. <laughs> All right. So here um, I'm showing this one because I just thought it was a good implementation of a single themed show. I'm sorry, a single theme game in a triple uh, display kind of thing. This is a Madonna game. looking I, I think it's you know brightly I like the I mean everybody's doing the curve thing and, and there's probably a dozen games that have this same kind of configuration I just thought it looked nice I thought the screens and the winning and the bonuses were nice and by the way that's one of the fun things about this kind of a show is that pretty much uh, without having to work very hard you get to go into bonus right because that's what they're trying to show you here's what a bonus looks like um, so without spending a lot of time walking around, you're going to be like, well, can I see a bonus? And I did this a couple times just so I could see what a bonus looks like. Okay. Now, this is an interesting um, environment here. As I walked into the trade show and I look at all the big, the big gaming companies, you know, they have these big giant booths. Booths is not even the right term. You know, these are, you know, 100, 200, 300. The IGT booth was a corner that was probably... I don't know, 100 by 100 easily. It was monstrous. But this booth was crazy. Never seen anything like it. Uh, this is Scientific Games, another big giant company out there. And their booth was actually blocked off. Here's what it looked like from the outside looking in. So that big blue wall, those big blue walls, um, is the booth. Now, if you look at that picture, that video, on the left side, that's the front of their booth. You can't see it in that video, but that's where the reception desk is. And then on the sides there, do you see those two, let me move it over here, those two white logos, those are side entrances um, to the booth as well. But I just thought, that's crazy. Why would they do that? So I didn't really understand how that was supposed to work. So I went into uh, the side booth, or one of those side entrances, and there was a security guy there. And the security guy uh, looked at me, and I said, hey, I'm you know, with the press, just checking things out. And uh, he goes, well, let me see your, your badge. I'm like, you need to see my badge? Well, sure, here, here's my badge, and he let me in. So I got it. Um, come to find out, I really wasn't supposed to get in. <laughs> because <laughs> after I got in, I got back out, went to the front re reception desk, asked to get in again without telling them that I'd been in, and they said, do you have an appointment or are you a customer? Nope, nope, uh, this is just for customers and appointment. Well, how about press? Uh, you have to have an appointment. Okay, then I said, well, I've already been in once before, and uh, they said, well, you're not going back in again. 
okay, fine. Uh, so I saw a couple things here that were pretty cool. First, actually, I'm going to take a break. We'll talk about uh, Mitch real fast, and then we'll go into the next part of this. Uh, hey, real quick, if you guys are in the market for a little bit of real estate, go check out my good buddy, Mitch Fulfer. This is Mitch Fulfer at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. As I said many, many times, listen, 80% of the folks out there reportedly have never bought or sold a house. That's the realtors here, about 15,000 or so, 80% never done it. Mitch has got 17 years of experience. He helped us sell our first house, less than an hour. He helped us negotiate the current house that we're living in right now. I would strongly invite you to check out Mitch. His website is mitchfulfer.com. It's Mitch. F-U-L-F-E-R.com. Whether you're buying or selling, this is the guy you want to work with. And I can tell you, that's the truth. Okay. So I got in there. Wait, did I, um, did I, um, did I, um, oh, I feel like I'm missing one. Does this one have that? Let me double check on a video real fast to make sure I've got what I'm looking for here. Uh, did I drop that dude? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Stand by. Lotta D. Is this the one? Oh, wait a minute here. I gotta find that video. Gotta find that video. That's not it. That's not it. Huh. Well, this is the reason why. Oh, here it is. There it is. Okay, there it is. Okay. So, whew. So I get in the booth and uh, I see this game. This, by far, is the best implementation of a game I've seen. So this is the 007 game from Scientific Games. So here's the bonus. Now watch what happens here. When you hit the bonus, here it comes. That curved monitor lifts up. Watch. And then... Underneath there, there is a three-dimensional screen, so you can't really see it in that video, but there are, you can kind of see it, there are a, a screen in the back and then some um, superimposed screens above it. Super cool. The crowd around this was unbelievable. Far and away the most popular game, I'm gonna assume, in the scientific games world. But I just thought this was really cool. I had a lot of fun. You can see me kind of pushing in a little bit to show you the monitor that's inside hidden once that monitor goes up. Well, I hung out there probably for 15, 20 minutes just watching other people react to this game, uh, which is why I, I videotaped it, because most people, when that thing slid up, when that top monitor slid up, they all kind of went, <gasps> they all kind of bounced back and went, wow, what the, what the hell is that? Very, very clever. So I can imagine walking around a casino, seeing that dude do just that, that lifting up thing and going, uh, that's pretty cool. And even at the end, when the thing slides back down again, that's something that you're not used to seeing on a casino floor. So there it goes. You can see it now going back down, and you're back to normal gameplay again. So I think that's very, very clever. That's the kind of thing that would get my attention, a non-big-time gambler, to, to, if nothing else, watch it. Um, and then depending on, on the denomination, I might play it just to see if I can get that bad boy to pop up. And to get that bad boy to pop up, again, you have to go into uh, a bonus. Okay, so what else did I see 
running around there. I wanted to show you this because I thought this was a nice implementation of a column-based play environment, and this is Monopoly. And what you're seeing here is this per person is in bonus again. You can see the money falling down. But again, it's just falling down on their quarter of that column. But now what happens is the, the Monopoly man gets up there, starts dropping balls down in there, and it's very much like regular Monopoly. So it goes in, and he gets on to St. James Ways, and a house appears. So just like Monopoly, you're trying to get houses or, or hotels. There's St. James, now he's got two houses, and on and on and on. But meanwhile, you can see the numbers below there are circling through all four sections of that column. I just thought that was visually interesting. Okay, there are some famous people there. This is Penn and Teller. So they're in a small, uh, gaming company whose name uh, escapes me. I'm going to play him again. And you can see not a lot of people hanging out, but they were there. They were very friendly and, and you know, they were having people show up. But so here's the deal. Um, here is Penn and Teller's game. That's it. Now, if you look at this game carefully, you'll notice that if you're heads on straight looking at it, which you'll see when I, first of all, by the way, it's an old fashioned real game. You don't see those very often. So if you're looking for a little throwback, that's the game. Actual mechanical reels. Now watch when you go up, when I scroll up, scroll up, when I pan up, you'll notice that it, it kind of covers their faces. The wheel, let me see if I have that on the other version of that video. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, right there, you can see it. So the wheel kind of covers either pen or teller's face, depending on your angle, which is insane to me. Why on earth would you do that? I can't figure it out. Um, not the smartest implementation of a game. And it was also, I don't know, it felt, it felt like about that wide. Probably not. But uh, I didn't quite get it. Here's the other thing. I, put your, uh, I want you to put your casino owner hat on. If you were a casino owner, which casinos would buy the Penn and Teller game? I'll wait. I would say Rio, because that's where they're performing, and it's a very good show. You should go see it. Maybe other Caesars properties. I'll concede that. So there are 14 Caesars properties in Las Vegas, give or take. So maybe... 14 casinos might buy that game, maybe one or two of them. Where else would somebody take a Penn and Teller game and place it? I can't think of anybody. Yeah, so in the live chat, Rio, Ozzy's, uh, Ozzy Deb says that. Absolutely, Rio. Put them all around the entrance to their show. Ah, great idea. Put two or three. Fantastic. Where else? Yeah, see, everybody in the live chat saying it. Rio is the place. That's one. These guys, these gaming companies aren't trying to sell one. They're trying to sell 100 or 200 or 5,000 games. I could not figure out what the business model is for creating a pen and teller game. Now, I like those guys a lot, but for the life of me, where the fuck are you going to put this game? It just seemed bizarre to me. All right, moving on. Okay, oh, this is pretty cool. I was talking to the guy, and this is, what's that game at uh, the D up in the upstairs where it has the mechanical horses running around? Kind of a popular game, the Derby or Derby D or whatever it's called. This is a large digital version of that. So huge screen that you're able to bet on these 
mechanical horses, basically. Here's what it looks like. And then if you look down, again, individual little kiosks for every person. And if I push in there, you can see how the, how the race is going. You can see that we're coming up to the finish line, all the odds, all that kind of cool stuff. Again, you no longer have to deal with somebody to decide that you want to, to, to play or not. And then there's first, then there's second, and third, and then your payout goes below. Now look at this. Okay, I'm gonna stop for a second. This is another example of the, digi the digitizing of what used to be felt-based games. And this is a small little company. So I was walking around, after I got done looking at all the big games, I decided, okay, um, let's go check out the, uh, the, smaller, the smaller booths. Like this is, uh, this is where I discovered a couple, three years ago, the company that makes the smell the fragrance that you hear, or here that you smell in every casino. So like I always thought that the Venetian smelled like purple. Um, and the place that does that was, is at this game, or at this, uh, this show. Okay, now watch this. This is uh, Texas Hold'em. But again, they're getting rid of the felt and using video projection to play the game. No physical cards are being thrown. All the cards are happening on the screen itself. This is pretty interesting. Check this out. So there, so that's him checking his cards. So they were dealt, and you press that little button, a little red button, and that shows him. So he's got a queen and a two. Well, that's cool. And then you can bet. So now he's betting. So you can see all your coins are in front of you on the screen. That bet went into the pot. Now there's the deal. So now you can see I can either fold or I can check, which is I think what I did here. And you gotta do it twice to make sure that you confirm it. He's betting. Now again, I'm looking to check my cards. And you can see the little timer there. See where it says 39 seconds? That timer is basically saying you've got to get going. Now, what's the advantage of this? You can have more players playing. I don't have a dealer taking up a space, so now the whole table can be surrounded by players. In a normal poker game, you'd always grab your chips and cross the line. You have to check it. No, no, you just keep Confirm here. I see. I got you. All right. Okay, good. So I wasn't sure what was going on. I was just trying to see things working. So here you'll see me fold. And you can see he was surprised by that because he wanted to demonstrate something else. So now you can see here, if he wants to, he can show the cards. Super interesting, right? Now, again, I'd be interested to know if people would want to play that kind of game. I would be much more inclined to play that than I would to go into a poker room and sit with a bunch of guys who I think are all sharks uh, and play poker and either piss them off because I don't know how to play or piss them off because um, I guessed right once. You know, that's, that probably would piss me off too. All right, so the other thing that I thought was cool is the concept of uh, preventing cheating. And I, I, there's a couple companies that were out there um, using technology, uh, primarily e either in blackjack or uh, actually it was mostly blackjack to stop cheating. And when I asked them, you know, what's, where's the cheating come from? Primarily it's from employees, which I didn't think that was the case, but in fact, dealers cheat.
occasionally. So I found two companies that provide um, real-time analysis of the game as it's playing to see if somebody's cheating or not. So this first one, you'll see what they're doing here. I'm gonna push in on this monitor. Now the monitor that you see in the back there, that's not something that you would see on the floor. That's something that you would see uh, in the back where the uh, surveillance people, but if you, it's kind of hard to see in the video, but those little yellow uh, icons that you see there are actually the denominations, the, not the denominations, the actual card values themselves. So 10 of spades, ace of hearts. That's what those are saying there. So it is able to tell what's being dealt. And then it also senses how much money somebody has. So you can see on this graphic here behind them, there, it's saying that that player has $110. Let me pull that back a little bit, right there. So it knows that even though he stacked the chips with one denomination at the bottom, looks like four chips and then two on the top, if you were looking down a bird's eye view, you couldn't tell what he has. But this angle, it actually goes in and calculates what his chip value is. Pretty clever, I thought. And then this one is super clever. So what you're seeing here, that monitor behind the dealer, again, that wouldn't be actually in the game, although if they did that, it would absolutely stop any cheating in real time. But what that monitor in the back is doing is it's, it's looking at all the players and deciding whether the game is good or bad and how bad so what you're seeing him doing is this is in the in the middle of a, a deal and he's basically saying to them cheat and if you look up there do you see where it says 100 it's kind of a red and 25 at the bottom so what it's doing is it's saying wait a minute something's not right with that particular player or that position so in real time, that's what I was pointing to there. In real time, it's saying, that's no bueno, that's no good. And you'll see the dealer here turns around and, and shows that that monitor is doing that. So there you can just see a flashing of red because something, he's basically paying when he's not supposed to be paying or he added money when he wasn't supposed to be adding money. And so that's what he's, that's what he's showing here, which is super clever. So I don't know, I would be interested in knowing what percentage of casinos are doing this now? Do you think people are doing this now? Do you think casinos are using this kind of technology to track and watch gaming? I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, the other thing that was interesting about that is you can also use that on the positive side to track in real time how much money is somebody betting, right? Because if you're a, a, you have a player's card, the way it works for poker games is, or blackjack is the, the dealer... Um, or the pit boss guesses, estimates how much the guy has been betting. So I might come in, lay down a $50 bet. The dealer sees that or the pit boss sees that. And when he sees me playing for another hour or so, he's like, oh, yeah, he's betting $50 every time. No, I'm not. I bet $50 first time. I'm doing 20 every other time, but I'm getting the credit for that. Well, in this kind of configuration here, I know exactly what I'm betting every single time. So I get the credit that I'm due, uh, which I think is pretty cool. All right. As you recall, um, I, think I, I think I talked about it in the show on the last episode, but I told you there was a game that I discovered that with Melissa and the Mitchells that changed everything for me from a gaming perspective. And the game is called uh, Deal or, or No Deal Poker Special. I wanted to show you a video of it. It's on, it was on the, on the floor uh, with a company called Gamblit, G-A-M-B-L-I-T, small little company. Um, this game is in every Caesars property 
here in Las Vegas, and I think MGM Grand. Uh, but here's the game. Now, I'm playing it by myself, so it doesn't have quite the effect, but you'll get an idea of what's going on. So that's what it looks like, deal or no, no deal, uh, poker special. And here is me uh, playing it, hopefully. There we go. So the first thing you do is, just like deal or no deal, they show you all the different the suitcases, briefcases. You pick one, so they, they mix them all up. You grab one for yours, and everybody grabs their own. And inside there is some sort of denomination from two cents to $100, typically. So that's what you're kind of deciding whether you're going to uh, go for. So then they uh, put out your card. You can see right there, there are my two cards. So I have an ace of diamonds and a ten of clubs, it looks like. And then they start dealing cards in the middle. And you can see where it says grab card at the bottom there. What I'm doing is I'm grabbing the cards... Uh, under some time constraint, and everybody else is grabbing the cards as well. So I've got an ace and a ten, and I've got now a queen. I'm looking for something that helps my hand. But at the same time, everybody else is doing the exact same thing. So it's very, very competitive when it comes to grabbing the cards you want. Now, nobody else is playing against me, so what I'm going to do is if give myself a winning hand, and then the, the hand to the right of me, no one's playing, but I'm managing. So you're going to see me go in there and grab some cards. And now I'm just grabbing cards to end this deal. So once one person, you see how I have all my cards uh, filled out, all five cards, then it speeds up. So at, before it was like, you know, one a second kind of deal. Now it's one every two sec or one or two every one second. It's moving along pretty quickly. So I'm the winner. And now I'm going to get a call from the dealer. And there's the call, right? All right, so there, this is showing me the remaining prizes. So in a minute, it should get rid of a couple. Yeah. So boom, you can see that I have the potential to win $70, two $1, $1.50, $0.60, $0.10, or $0.02. Cents. So not great chances of doing well here, and especially when you see what they offered. So there's the call. I hit it, and it's offering me nine dollars and 77 cents so if i were really playing this game considering that there was only one above that i would have taken that deal but i didn't here what i did is i said no deal because i wanted to show you what happens so no deal now i go over to the side it's going to open up my case and i won instead of nine dollars and 77 cents i won two cents bummer <laughs> Oops, whoop, get back there. There we are. Come back over there. There it is. So I got my two cents, and that was that. I'm telling you, <laughs> that's the game to go play. And I, I think I mentioned this again at the show last time, or it might have been the live chat. Um, we were at Caesars. Uh, going to uh, a show. There was a couple of people on a different game from the same company. We told them to go to this game. We went to dinner, came back. They were playing the game an hour later. We went to a show. Uh, another hour after that, they were still on the same place. So over two hours on that same table, which is the same amount of time that we were on that game. That is the greatest game uh, in all of the casino land, in my uh, personal opinion. Uh, you guys like a little bit of the bingo? Well, we can play bingo for you as well. Again, you don't have to go to the bingo parlor. You can sit by your little kiosk, your little station, watch the bingo go. And hell, you don't even have to get your hands dirty. You can just simply watch it, fill it for yourself by scrolling down. And there it is 
automatically filling in your bingo card. How about that? Kind of fun, right? And then this is uh, my second favorite booth, probably my favorite booth. This is uh, instant jello shots. Sorry, gelatin shots. So how long does it take to make jello? Oh, I don't know. A couple hours or so. This thing will make jello in three minutes. <laughs> so they're doing spiked jello shots. Put any alcohol you want in there. And then uh, as you can see from the screen, the little jello shots are being filled up and made as it goes. This was a very popular booth, as you might imagine. Um, and uh, it was an, it's an interesting business model. They have a couple models, uh, one of which you don't have to pay for it. You just put it in there and you just got to buy the gelatin stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you pay a little bit more for that. But if you want to buy that thing outright, it's $7,000. $7,000, you've got it all to yourself. And that's it. That was G2E. Kind of fun. Uh, again, I really liked the idea of projecting content video up from what used to be felt. I do... I do kind of miss the felty sound versus the clickety-clickety-click of being on glass, um, but I think it's clever. I think it's smart. I think it will absolutely draw people who wouldn't otherwise go, and they're not going to replace all the games, of course, so if you want that felt feel, whether it's playing poker or whether you're playing craps, you can still do that, but for someone like me who wants to you know, play around with it without having to be looked at or judged by other people, I think this is a pretty smart deal. So uh, G2E, I would argue, was quite uh, the success. Let us uh, continue, shall we? All right. All right, it's time for Have a Drink on Me. It's part of the show where I show you a picture of a bar or a speakeasy or a lounge, and you guess it. Now, this is brought to you by the good people over at Las Vegas for Beginners. These are good people. I'm telling you, this is the site to go if you're going to be checking out Las Vegas. It has hundreds of ideas for you laid out in an easy-to-find manner. Every event is listed by date, giving you the location, ticket price, and links back to the actual event website so you can find out more information. I highly recommend their Facebook page. They're on Instagram, too, but my, they're arguably my favorite Vegas-based Facebook pages, no bitching, no moaning, none of that crap. They're just trying to help people's deal. Um, so whether you're a local or a seasoned Las Vegas visitor or coming to, for your first time on business or pleasure, stop by their little corner of the web. You'll be glad you did. That's Las Vegas for beginners, helping you make your next trip to Vegas your best trip ever. All right. Have a drink on me. All right. How does this part work? So I'm going to show you a picture, as I mentioned, and you're going to send in a guest of where this particular location is. You're going to send that guest to have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. There's a number of ways that you can win or have a chance to win. So you email us. And if it's a correct answer, we'll put your name in a hat. That's one way. If you submit an entry and you're in the live chat, while we're doing this segment, that's your second opportunity. If you send a video or a guess, which, for example, Pops did today, that's another chance to be in. If you are the very first correct entry, that's another chance in the hat. And if you do an intro video to the entire show, that as well is another chance. There's five chances for you to get your name in the hat. Uh, we've had many people do three and sometimes even four, uh, which is a bit of magic. What can you win? 
think you'll win some pretty cool stuff. Hey, you can win, how about that? A drink on me, given the name. You're in Vegas, whether you're a tourist or a local, I'll buy you a drink and we'll talk about neat stuff and we'll learn all about you. If you like the music, well, hell, we'll play some music. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner. Just about, uh, what, 30 some odd, 60, 90, I don't know, a couple shopping days. If you like Christmas music, try the Christmas Acoustic or Christmas Acoustic 2 CDs by your good buddy Scott. If you like the acoustic jazz, a little Latin jazz, you kind of think of Jazzathon, which features uh, Gin and Tonic, which is a song that we use when we leave the big show. Or if you're looking to be a Dapper Dan, bam, you want a Vegas Video Network visor. It's available in red or black like my heart. Put that bad boy on your head. And then all kinds of magical things happen. Magical things? Like, what do you mean, Scott? Well, you put it on your head, you take a picture, you send it back my way, and guess what? You become a part of the galaxy of God. There's Ozzy Deb and Baker and Bill, Mr. Testy and Steve and Michael and there's Robert and there is Rosie and that's not... <laughs> Forget <laughs> Michael... Hey, that's a hat up. And Scott again, Binky and Bob, Aaron and Alan. There's Bob and then, of course, you can't forget his wife. And Danny and Shan, not Jan. There's Greg and then there's Glenn and Jimmy and Rob and Ken and Stuart and Christina, whose all babies are because of my music. And Don and, oh my God, there's Jackie and Mike. Who never stops winning And Sammy and Carol And a dog and Chris Whose heart I tried to stop But I could not do it He is bigger than me And Brett's dad, your buddy Scott And Wayne And we cannot forget our good buddy Who is Brett Okay La-da-dee Yeah, la-da-da 13 out of 13 This is a hard one I admit this was a tough one, I admit. And here is last week's or last episode's Have a Drink on Me. And the answer was 9090 at South Coast. 90 the number, 90 the word at South Coast. So congratulations for those of you who had the uh, correct answer to throw it in there. Let's see what we got. Okay. First of all, uh, I'm going to correct an error from the last episode. Uh, Stephen Raff, who... Uh, from Knoxville, he had the right answer last week, but it somehow got hidden under here. So I'm going to put you in for last week uh, because it's the right thing to do. Right? Okay. Now, who else we got? Uh, the first correct answer was Ozzy Deb. One for the correct answer. Ozzy Deb gets one for being the first correct answer. Very good, Ozzy Deb. But wait a minute. Guess what? Ozzy Deb, which is from Australia, she's from Australia. And she's watching right now, live, from Australia. So she gets a third. What? It's crazy. Pretty cool, right? Already a triple. We haven't even started. Next up, we've got Mr. Testy. One for the correct answer. And I saw Mr. Testy in the live chat. There's a double. You see? You can double your pleasure, double your fun. All you have to do is watch the show live. Bob Shotness from Wisconsin, one for the correct answer. We've got Bob Thompson, or Thomas, excuse me, from St. Augustine, Florida. I believe that's a double for Bob. Bob T. Let me double check. I'll put that off to the side just in case. La 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 la
Andy from New Hampshire. Quick answer. Mike from the Couve. Oh, Mike, or Bob is in the live chat. Fantastic. Boom, there you go. Uh, Mike from the Couve. There you go. Mike Beatty. Boom, boom. Uh, again, Steve Ra from Sonic Games. Now, is he in the live chat right now? We've got a lot of people in there. Let me see if I can see him. Who's Sam? I can't tell. In you go. Uh, Richard Phase Jitter. I know he's in the live chat. Phase Jitter. Very good. One for the correct answer. One for the live chat. Kid Dakota's in the house. I, do, I didn't get one for you, Steve. Or Scott, excuse me. This, this time. Uh, Tom Yu and Mike Lazowski. Mad Chipmunk. Is Mad Chipmunk in there? There he is. Mad Chipmunk. Hell yeah, he's in there. Of course he is. Chipmunk. Lots of doubles. Got some triples. Looking good, team. Looking good. All right. What else we got? How are we doing on time, by the way? Eh, not bad. We've got Sam Jackson in the live, or not, he's in the live chat, but he did write something that was uh, War and Peace Light. Let's see what Sam has to say. Hey, Scott, thanks for filling us in on your experience with the keto diet, especially the keto flu. I've had many folks warn me about this. My question is, does one experience the keto flu every time one goes in and out of ketosis, or does it get gentler, or is it a one-time deal? It is a one-time deal thing for me. Uh, my wife and I were in Las Vegas uh, for one day last week, finishing up a road trip through Utah. We had dinner uh, with family at the Silverton, which is a casino at the very, very south part of the south-south-south-south uh, south part, right before the strip happens. Uh, what a vanilla place. Yawn, he says. I'm sure glad it was only, uh, it was, what did that say? Where? Sure glad it was only dinner. Oh, we'll be back for Christmas. Um, oh, joy. McCarran during the holidays. Where are the cool places for fun during Christmas in Vegas? We saw the decorated cacti, Ethel M. Chocolates, a couple years ago, and I would recommend that. That's nice. By the way, um, Travis Clower, who we've had on the show, will be singing at the Ethel M. Cactus Lighting Ceremony thing. Go see him. And by the way, he's also doing <clears throat> a Christmas show, which he's been doing every year, but it's kind of rotated around. It's at the Italian American Club, December 3rd. This guy has the voice of an angel. If you are in Las Vegas on December 3rd and you like great Christmas music, Go to the Italian American Club and see Travis because he's the shit. Um, which when did that become a term, by the way? Who's the poor sucker who has to wind all those strings of lights on the thorns and who has to remove them again in January? What a crappy job! I wonder if he ever strung himself the cactus first and blah. Okay, man, who has to? Okay, it's cool to look at yet a whole. Okay, someday. Okay, and give me answer. So where do I go on Christmas? I tell you what. Um, you got to go to the Bellagio deal because it's pretty. They always do a nice job there. I think the FLM thing is good. You know, I, I actually, to me, New Year's is the real time where where Las Vegas really shines. Uh, and I've done the Strip, and I've done Fremont Street. I've done you know small parties. I've done uh, concerts. Uh, all those things have their benefits. But to me, my favorite thing has always been Fremont Street. Primarily because, A, it's cordoned off, <laughs> which sounds a bit elitist, but you got to pay to get in there. I think it's 40 or 50 or $60. So um, to get in there, you've got a, there's a barrier to entry, which is $40. So basically, the people who are there are, are all dressed nicely, and they're all having a good time. They're behaving. They're having fun. Uh, and I really like it. There's live music on the three stages. That's fantastic. They usually have good bands there. I saw Cheap Trick on Fremont Street one year, which was fantastic. Uh, so that's, that's my go-to place 
typically, especially if somebody's never been to Las Vegas before um, and they want to have a, a nice, uh, compact, warmer uh, New Year's because it gets cold here in New Year's and walking down the strip in New Year's is cold, man. So if you want the crowd, but a little warmer and able to jot in and out of casinos, uh, Fremont Street is the way. And then finally, we've got Pops. One for the correct answer. One for being in the live chat. And then one, finally, for this video opus. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Pop, 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 pop. Go, Pops. Hey, kids. Pops here. Six-time had him winner. Six-time. Scott's on a real roll now. This is two weeks in a row he's picked something good. It's Pops approved. This week's 9090 Bar and Grill at the Suncoast. Y'all know I'm not a big drinker. I'm not really into bars, but I love the Suncoast. Low gambling limits, as low as El Cortez, but in a much more sophisticated place. Out there in Sutherland, about two blocks from Rampart, right around the corner from Red Rock. And you can get a suite at Suncoast for just about the same money you can get a regular room at Aria or Paris. Think about that. I love the Suncoast. Good choice this week, Scott. Two weeks in a row. You're on a roll, buddy. Thank you, Pops. See ya. And I just noticed from the live chat that uh, Sam Jackson is Sam the Wrench in there, so he gets another one in there. Thanks for doing that, Sam. I appreciate that. You are the best. Okay, here we go. Let's see who our big winner is today. A lot of get in there, little bastard. Ooh. Oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to see. Okay, and the winner is. Oh, don't look. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, let's go for this one, all right? Here. Okay, this is it. This is it. The winner is, oh, it's blank on one side. Uh, Stephen from Knoxville. Stephen Ray, R-A-H-E. Congratulations, Stephen. You are a big winner. <laughs> this might have been the one that I put in from last time. Okay, let's look at this week's Have a Drink on Me. Here it is. Boink. And here are our clues. It's located way off strip in the west side, although the name of the casino suggests it could be a defensive wall of a castle or a walled city. It's, the, it's located way off the strip west side. By the way, so was the previous one. Although the name of the casino suggests a defensive wall or of a castle or a walled city. Hit number two. The, uh, oops, the bar itself could be named after an incorporated town in Dallas County, Texas, that has 13,000 residents. The bar could be named after an incorporated town in Dallas County, Texas, with 13,000 residents. And then finally, hit number three. Hopefully, this place is not named after a primary adrenal insufficiency. <laughs> Hopefully, this bar is not being named after a primary adrenal inefficiency. If you know the name of this here location, send your email to have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Again, have a drink at VegasVideoNetwork.com. All right. That's it, guys. If you guys want to send us an email for questions, which we occasionally get to, send the email to onairq at livinginlv.com. 
if you want to send us a voicemail, it's super easy to do that as well. Just go to our website. There, right there. See that little tab on the side? Click that dude. A little guy pops up. Send the voicemail, and your dulcet tones will be on our show. We're on all the social medias. We're on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. We're on YouTube. Our YouTube partner, as a matter of fact. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. We're on Roku. Uh, over 79,000 accounts installed. Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple, Google, Fire TV. We're on Stitcher. I mean, sorry, we're also on, I'm going to add this right now, Spotify. So if you want to watch us or listen to us on Spotify, you can do so. And, of course, we're on the Vegas Video Network as well. Thanks, everybody, for playing along. We'll see you guys next time at the Vegas Video Network. Take care, everybody. Beep, beep, beep.